And it's July 4th weekend. Mike, what did you do for the 4th? I did absolutely nothing. I just watched the hot dog eating contest and relaxed. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I had a, uh, had a barbecue, had some ribs with, with some friends and uh, watched the hot dog contest. That Joey Chestnut's unbelievable. I mean, just watching him scarf down those hot dogs. I like It's shocking how no one chokes at these events. I get that they're professional eaters, but how they're just shoving two, three hot dogs and buns down their throat it's just it's it's incredible it's disgusting it's, it's, disgusting. it's disgusting but it's also incredible i mean like i'm not gonna lie to you i was kind of shocked how matt stoney performed i oh. thought he was gonna be neck and neck with joey chestnut this year but i was kind of disappointed that he finished i believe fourth or third yeah it doesn't matter what he finished because joey chestnut just blows away the competition he, he won by 20 hot dogs yeah, man. And buns. I mean, dude, he's the Michael Jordan of hot dog eating contests. I mean, he's the GOAT. He has 12 championships. I mean, it's incredible. 12 championships in 13 in thirteen years. Yeah, well, other is, than is that, that... Is that an all-time great dynasty? I mean, a dynasty to me is... Uh, it has to be more than one person. I, I, I can't what really say... What do you mean Kobayashi? It. Kobayashi crushed before... No, I know, but I'm not going to call it a dynasty, because a dynasty to me has to have more than... Two people you to have to have competition. Yeah, you have to not only competition. You have to have people with you to create a dynasty. Because when you think of dynasties, you think of the Bulls. You think of Miami Heat call themselves the dynasties with LeBron, Bosh, and Wade. You had the Lakers dynasty. You don't have and the Patriots dynasty. You don't have like one person saying this is the dynasty. I mean, you can like Roger Federer. You can, but that's I'm not saying like Jay Z the, the dynasty. But the thing, the thing is, I'm not saying that one person can. Or can't be a dynasty. It's just you don't describe them as a dynasty. You just describe them as the GOAT when it's one person. Yeah, but there's like guys. That's Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Roger Federer, as you said. You can even say Rafael Nadal on the French Open. Like You could make the contest that, that there are two GOATs in, in competitive eating. With Kobayashi, who really broke the ground. Well, and then Joey Chestnut now. Well, to me, Kobe, I mean, uh, not just Kobayashi, but Major League Eating is more than hot dog eating contests. It's a different have, sport now. Yeah, they have events it's a sport because throughout of- the year. So I'm saying, like, Kobayashi, I think it's done with competitive eating. So I'm not even going to say, like, he had his time. Uh, like, the thing what Joey Chestnut, he... He's not done. He still eats competitively. He just, he well, doesn't, he doesn't like the, the MLE. He doesn't like the way that they, that they utilize yeah, it so, and that but, there's no actual governing body. And the fact that the guy who's the head of the MLE has said that he... Uh, rigs things and, and does things only for money. And, well, the and guy, that, the head of the MLE is a uh, scum, but that's just, <laughs> we won't get into that. But other than 4th of July, a hot dog eating contest, free agency was huge. There was some sad news. I mean, it depends, <laughs> depends who's, uh, what side you're looking at. Um, you, you had a lot, a lot of things that moved this year in free agency. I don't know that I've ever, I remember a free agency that had as much movement as this one. Well, not only that, there was nearly $4 billion being spent on free agents this year. That is the most ever. Oh, my God. I've seen all these all and, these memes online about, all right, cool, I'm leaving this sport to go play basketball. Yeah, like, I mean, should Kyler Murray left the NFL and MLB to go play basketball because no, like, he wanted MLB, money? The MLB guaranteed money is stupid. No, I know. But Kyler I'm just Murray saying, is so dumb for I'm playing football. I'm just saying he wanted money, so... <laughs> If he wanted money, Kyler Murray should have played baseball. That's really what it comes yeah, down no. to. But it's so, it's, money was literally just being thrown around like it was nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, aside from the trades, like the, just the, the free agency itself has been... I mean, you got Kyrie going to the Nets, leaving Boston. You got KD teaming up. 
Well, he was signed in trade, so I'm saying if we're speaking, I mean, technically, yeah, he left via free agency, but then they you moved. got, yeah, you got Kemba Walker replacing Kyrie in Boston. You got Al Horford leaving Boston, going to Philadelphia. You got Tobias staying in Philadelphia. You got Jimmy Butler signing trading to Miami. You got all these big names leaving, and the biggest one of all, the biggest prize, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he, he I mean, left. He left Toronto. He fulfilled, he fulfilled what they wanted in a championship. He left after one year. He always said he wanted to go home to L.A. Not only did he go to the Clippers, he brought a buddy with him. Yeah, he, I mean, he told them, if you don't get PG, I'm not coming. So. No, I mean, and what the Clippers gave up for Paul George is just its incredible. I mean, what, I, we thought that it was a lot giving up for AD. And yeah, you have more developed players in Lonzo, Josh Hart, and Ingram. But I mean, to give up five first-round picks, Danilo Gallinari and Gilgis Alexander, it's a it's a lot. It's a lot. Picks galore, as I call it. Um, I mean, Oklahoma City could end up being the long-term big-time winners of this trade. Well, they could be, but also now you're thinking of yourself: what is Westbrook doing? And oh, he's a requesting lot. a trade. Well, he's, he, going, he's he, going to Detroit. Well, there has been reports by the Athletic that Westbrook is getting heavily interested by the Miami Heat, the Pistons, and the Rockets. Right now, the Thunder might want to trade Russell Westbrook and get expiring contracts to get relief of all that cap that they signed him. He's going to make thirty-eight million this year. He's going to make at least, I think, forty, yeah, forty-seven million by the time he's thirty-four in a year. Yeah, and so, the, Pistons are, the Pistons are dumb enough to take on that contract. And so are the Heat, because Pat Riley is very superstar hungry, and he wants... Yeah, but MVP Pat Riley Cali. makes money moves, and the no, Pistons just suck. So I'm saying, like, so. do, do the Thunder want to get rid of Westbrook and not really get any assets in return and just get expiring contracts so they can just take off all that money off their books and become a rebuilding from the beginning? Because they have not. those five picks. Absolutely. You have, have to get, you have to get value for this well, guy. I mean, you can, he averages a triple-double. You have to get value for him. But the thing is, is that front office teams and GMs are very worried. You have with, to get value no, for a guy that averages a triple double. You just have to get value. You can't. But they also want trade cap relief, and they want to get rid of all that all that money off their book. You can get cap relief while still getting value. To me, I think the best thing for Russ is to uh, for a trade is to be in a three or four team trade. A uh, two team trade swap, I don't think will really work out numbers wise or assets wise for either team that wants Russ and Trey and OKC, but. To me, like, I don't want to hear that Russ is a cancer to play with. Like, he had KD, he had Oladipo, he had uh, Harden, PG, Ibaka. I don't say, none of that was Russ's fault. I say that's Sam Presti's fault. He traded away Oladipo to get PG. KD left to join a team that just beat them and won a championship. Ibaka was shipped away. Yeah, PG he's not on was the court. shipped away. He's not on the court. No, at, but some point, at some point, you got to play. You got no, the ball in the basket. I know, but I'm also telling you, I don't think that it's Russ's fault that all these players were traded. No, you can't blame Russ. And, uh, no, but you a lot of people Russ. on Twitter are saying that is Russ an issue to play with. I mean, but what I'm saying is, I don't think that's the case. I think that Sam Presti has been just trading, trading, trading. All right. Well, let's go over this scenario right. real quick. So, so Russell Westbrook, hypothetically speaking, ends up with the Pistons. <laughs> now the Pistons have, from the 2008 draft, the number one pick and the number four pick, plus the number one pick in the 2009 draft. If I would have told you in 2011 that Russell Westbrook, Derrick Rose, and Blake Griffin were all going to be on the Pistons, 
That would be super exciting. See, and what? Except for that, we sign everybody ten years late. See, and what that reminds me of is this a lesser version of the Miami Heat when they got Bosch, Wade, and LeBron. <laughs> it's way lesser. It's not even close. It's no, not I even know. close. I mean, you know, how, you know how bad the Pistons are at signing people who see, way past say, their I mean, prime. Let's say this: is that Derrick Rose, if he was healthy, yeah, you'd say that would be no matter what year. If you have Rose, Russell Westbrook, and Blake Griffin, Rose, that would be incredible. Rose t- three knees ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he was healthy. I mean, he averaged over 18 points a game last year. He played great last he year. He played great. I think he can still get you 18, 20 points a game. Two He's years, a scorer. 15 million. Have him come off the bench, or do you want him starting over Reggie Jackson? Yes, just from an experience Yes, standpoint. to which one? I'd rather have him start over Reggie Jackson. Okay, but I'm saying he was dominant off the bench. You know what? Minnesota. It's different coaching staff. It's different players around him. It's it's a different scenario. So, I mean, it depends how his stamina is. The Pistons also signed Markeith Morris. Um, you know, getting the second of the Morris brothers on our squad now. I mean, and um, you, had Marcus a few years ago. Now you got a few young players looking promising in the summer league. You got Bruce Brown. You got Matt Costello playing for Pistons summer league. Who he put, had a little stint with the Spurs. He shows a little promise. Uh, Matt's got some game. I mean, but I don't think the Pistons will make the trade. I don't think that they will have enough to trade away for Russ. Like, who will you trade away? To get Russell on your team, I mean, it, it, it you you trade draft picks, but and I mean, you, and you, but they don't Oklahoma City apparently want. wants them. Yeah, but I mean, like, so. not only draft picks, you have to have some players along with it because draft picks don't get you production right away. I'm mean, not even could, most of these draft picks aren't even fifteen. I mean, we could give Reggie back. Yeah, but most of these draft picks aren't fifteen years old, dude. We could get like they're getting get traded in 2024, 2025, these first-round draft picks. Some of these kids haven't even... It doesn't matter. We're not GMs. We don't get to make these decisions. Uh, I mean, but still. But other than that whole Russell Westbrook, Oklahoma City, free agency, I believe has been incredible. I believe a lot of teams made their rosters 10 times better. A lot of teams did not improve at all. I yeah. think when I'm thinking of some of the biggest winners and losers, to me, the biggest winners are, I have three teams that come to mind, the Clippers, the Heat, and the 76ers. The reason why I say the Clippers, they got what I just said, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and they still have their team intact that last year that took two games from Golden State Warriors with a healthy Kevin Durant. So they just added those two superstars to that team. You got the Heat. No one thought that they would have even been in a play for any free agent because they were over the cap. They signed and traded for Jimmy Butler. They traded away Josh Richardson, a first-round pick, and Hassan Whiteside. And then you got the 76ers. You lose Jimmy Butler, but you gain Josh Richardson in that trade, who's a great 3-and-D player, and you get Al Horford. So I think those three teams were the biggest winners in my mind. Who do you believe had the best free agents out of any of the teams? Like, how many teams do you think? Um, I mean, if we really get down to the nitty-gritty, I don't care. I just don't care. I'm not a huge... I don't really love the NBA. I think free agency is whack that it's that it comes after the draft. These guys get drafted. They don't even know what team they're really going to be on. Um, you make them put on a stupid hat that doesn't really put them on the right team. I just... It doesn't do anything for me, free agency. Like, you got to stay up till 2 a.m. to get the, the notification on your phone from Woj that, that so-and-so signed with X and Y and... You know what? Yeah, these teams are making themselves better, getting rid of some players here. But all this hubbub about, you know, free agency starts at 6 p.m. on, and that's when they can start talking to people. And then 
these deals are signed at 601, there's no way you have time to negotiate that. Like clearly there's some tampering, there's things going on before this, this actual set timeline even begins. It's, it's just such a farce. Free agency is such a farce. It, it's every, they all know what they're doing before it starts. So when it starts, it's not really starting. It's really just when you can sign a contract. Well, it's I mean, for us when fans, the rules, the rules state that it's when you can start talking, not when you can sign the contract. So it's like I know, it's but just, it's still to us fans, it's exciting. I, I don't care. We don't know what, cool. who let's, they're talking about. Let's do all these great things and 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 let's wait four months for for the, for the games. Yeah, so but still, I think it, I think it's still I think it's a fun period when there's only baseball going on. It's something else fun to keep your oh, baseball. Mind. That's something different entirely. Like baseball, oh man, there's so much. I'm just I'm being really salty about sports and and it's just there's too there's too much garbage in sports and it's not they they've become less fun over the years for me. Like baseball, like I love baseball. I grew up playing baseball. It taught me yeah, so much from patience, motor skills, teamwork, uh, accountability. It, it, it was I mean, one of my first loves. And at at the professional level, they've they've robbed me of the joy of watching baseball. It's just it's too slow. There's no excitement. Uh, there the unwritten rules of baseball that still exist are like so arbitrary. And you know, throwing at a player who wasn't even involved in a previous play that you got mad at just bring me more bat flips bring me some stare downs give me the finger waving after a big big put out or a diving catch give me give me steroids back let me see more home runs okay maybe not the steroids but like christian yelich is doing unbelievable things just hitting bombs yeah cody bellinger pete alonzo those guys just hit home runs like the problem is that there's four of them and there's 30 some odd teams so like you like you're there's and there's four players that are exciting to watch. Yeah. So well, the thing is, give I mean, me some swagger, and I need need to watch baseball back. Yeah, I agree with you. I think make baseball fun again. I mean, the home run races in the '90s with McGuire and Sosa, uh, like yeah. th- that was baseball was fun. I mean, not only that, like you you said, like retaliation. Like last night, the Mets played the Phillies, and Jake Arrieta hit three Mets players, and we uh, they warned both benches before the Mets could even retaliate. And Todd Frazier was one of the players that got hit. He got thrown out of the game because he was getting yelled, he was yelling at Arietta. He was yelling at the umps because the umps, before even saying anything, warned both benches. And Frazier was like, you can't warn both benches without us getting a retaliation. He hit us three times. And Frazier was like saying, back when I was growing up and playing baseball, it's part of the game. You get to retaliate. Oh, yeah. You just throw it once. That's it. And it's not even like it's a headshot. No, it's a hit in the thigh or a hit on the arm. Like you, you throw them into the meaty parts of their body. Exactly, and you don't even throw a fastball. It's, it will be like a changeup. Yeah. <laughs> like so, I think like it's got to be more exciting. Baseball, I agree with you. It's got to be more exciting. Bat flips, I love. They got to bring bat flips back. Like with Tim Anderson in the beginning of the season, when oh. he freaking hit home runs and he was doing the best bat flips. He was getting yelled at by opposing the opposing pitchers and the opposing teams rounding the bases. Like, no, let him do it. Let him have fun. Let him enjoy himself. Like Max Muncy, when he hit that ball off uh, Madison Bumgardner and watched it hit the water. Yeah. Like, it was a feat to hit it that far. He's allowed to enjoy it. Yeah, and, and all these... I mean, it goes... It, that especially... Like, give me celebrations. I, I don't understand why... We're so sad about celebrations now. Like, yeah, we're so I mean, salty. I, no, you can't celebrate for doing something good anymore. Yeah, and speaking about celebrations, Alex Morgan got... Oh, sip the a, tea. <laughs> sip the tea, Alex. I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think that 
people were overreacting to Alex Morgan? I think Piers Morgan overreacted very hard. Well, we know who the better Morgan is between those two. Clearly. Clearly Alex. Clearly. once again, let them have fun. Scoring a goal in soccer is a rare feat as well. Let them enjoy themselves. It was not a diss on England. It was her. I mean, it was. She was no, sipping the tea. I mean, that's like, that's like. I mean, that's the ultimate. Yeah, but you that's have, the ultimate but you stat. Have, but you have obviously great respect for the team. It's not like you're saying it's distasteful. It's disrespectful. No, you have respect for who you, your opponents are. Yeah, you're yeah. scoring a goal. You should have fun. You it's competitive. Celebrate. It's competitive. And if you've never been in a competitive moment and talked a little bit of trash, then you're lying. It's just. It's part of. It's part of sports. It's part of competition. It's. It's part of getting in, inside the other team's head. Um, I'm for if, one is very acceptive of I'm just, celebration. I'm just disappointed that she didn't do a little bit more to like emphasize that it was tea. Like like she could have had like the other hand being the saucer and then and then sip the tea. Um, she had pinkies out. She had a pinky up. She but had like, a pinky out. But like, uh, I mean, Pierce Morgan had it right. That one picture, if you look at it from the front, it doesn't look like tea. It looks like she's smoking a little dope. Yeah, but all criticism aside, I just think that you should allow the players to enjoy themselves in the spur of the moment. Like, of course, of course. But I, I just think it's nonsense, especially from people that never play the sports. You can't criticize athletes. Like, Pierce Morgan never played. No, of course not. Of course so not. And, and none of these athletes are criticizing Pierce Morgan exactly. for, for being his, a bad... For being a bad, <laughs> a, a bad show host. Yeah, but. like... So, I just think, stick to your lane. I say, let, the, let these athletes have fun. Yeah, you gotta let them have fun. I mean, that's, like the the whole reason that everybody started playing sports is for fun. Because if something's not fun, why are you doing it? And that's something that I've subscribed to for almost my whole life. Try to have fun in everything you do. Speaking of that, we've got uh, a really fun event going on right now. The Women's World Cup final is on. We've kind of got that on in the background. Uh, the United States has just actually got a penalty kick. Rapino is kicking the ball there, and. Uh, She's just amazing. She she put put this one in the back of the net just as we expected. Oh yeah, she's calm, cool, and collective whenever she takes a penalty kick, and that's why she's the first choice when it comes to U.S. women taking penalty kicks. I think she is a tremendous talent, top five U.S. women player of all time, especially after this tournament. Oh, she's definitely proven at this tournament. That's that's for sure. And the- if the goal stands, I think she's going to win the Golden Boot as well for most goals in the tournament. I, I'm not privy to what the exact numbers are, but it wouldn't surprise me. I think she has seven goals now. This U.S. women, if they if they lose currently, they're up one nil in 65th minute. I'd be very shocked, but I think they got in the wraps. I think so. I think uh, I think that wraps it up for us. We're gonna go watch the rest of this game and uh, hopefully come back next time and and get to talk about the the World Cup Championship. For average height guys, I'm Mike and I'm Dirk. Hope y'all have a great week. Peace. Psst. Quick update. 2 nothing.